Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Hello, I'm the Pirate Novelist, your captain through the Rough Seas of Media. And welcome to a very special, well, solo episode of Deep Cuts from the Record Bin. This is Annihilation Episode 3, Requiem for Royalty. Uh, I'm kicking it solo here today. Uh, DJ Lone Wolf HD. DJ Lone Wolf HD is not feeling too good today, so I wanted to send some well wishes to him and uh, get better, man. Can't wait to you know sit here and talk again. So I thought I'd uh, take it back here and uh, just talk to you about a few things. Um, we lost someone very special recently, uh, an artist named Prince, and I want to dedicate this episode to him and his legacy, but before we do that, um, I have a little bit of uh, backlog or laundry to take care of, and I um, wanted to just very quickly, because I've already done this in a video, go over uh, Record Store Day, uh, which was last week. Record Store Day for me was very successful. I got all but one of the things I'd wanted to get, which was, you know, very nice, and I had a lot of fun times, but... Um, well, uh, I wanted to turn this into a pretty much into a tribute show. We've um, 2016 has just been crazy this year so far with how many people we've lost. Uh, just just to think of the past time that you know I've sat and talked with AJ Lone Wolf, and before I've come on here and recorded, um, we've lost uh, Merle Haggard. Uh, we've lost uh, Gary Richrath, uh, the former guitarist with REO Speedwagon. We've lost uh, Lonnie Mack, a uh, singer and guitarist who pioneered blues rock. We've also lost uh, Doris Roberts, who uh, I loved her and everybody loves Raymond, and especially Christmas Vacation. Uh, it's and then we lost China. So it's just been crazy all the loss we've had recently, and um, you know it's just insane to think that 2016 has started like this. This is this is beyond insane. You know I know death comes eventually, but this is just, uh, this is crazy. Well, now that we've got that kind of out of the way and just gone over that, um, wanted to talk about one thing before we got into the prints, uh, the whole show here, and uh, we got to talk about Beebs. Uh I never thought I'd actually have to say this, but I have to talk about Bieber. But uh, the singer allegedly took issue with the declaration that Prince was the last greatest living performer. Uh, Justin Bieber was not one of the people who kind of, you know, was taking part in the tributes. But in an Instagram account associated with Bieber was captured making a not-so-flattering comment about Prince. Uh, responding to an Instagram post by uh, musician Andrew Wyatt. He declared Prince the last of the greatest living performers and Bieber allegedly had written... Well, not the last greatest living performer. Now, I know it probably had to be said, but um, I kind of agree with him just a little bit. I know Prince was just a massive, huge loss, and we're not going to have another Prince. Not saying that there won't be somebody out there that's going to be, you know, influential like Prince, and there's not going to be someone out there who's, you know, going to shine like that, it's just there are still some amazing performers out there, and Prince was huge of a loss. I'm not going to downplay that absolutely at all, but at the same time, you know, I kind of agree with him. I, I know that's, you know, hell is not frozen over, but it's crazy that I actually agree with Bieber, just a teeny bit. But, here's the thing. 
Bieber's alleged comment had since been deleted. And a representative for the singer told Billboard, which is, uh, I got this from Consequence of Sound, but told Billboard that the comment was fake and not made by Bieber. <sighs> Way to cop out there, Bieber. Way to cop out. Oh, no, 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 not autoplay. Not, no, uh, no, 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 sorry. Sorry, everybody. Autoplay. Hang on, just, okay, there we go. I do not know why that was autoplaying. Sorry if you heard that in the background. But anyway, uh, let's uh, get into um, the tribute proper here. Prince was a light and a human like no other. I can easily count on my hand how many uh, artists truly transcended music and became something different. Uh, There was David Bowie, John Lennon, Michael Jackson, and Prince. Now, I know there are plenty more I'm probably forgetting off the top of my head, but at the, you know, at the same time, it's just kind of crazy to, to think about that. You know, all artists, especially the ones that I've mentioned, all these artists that I'm thinking of in my head, you know, were, you know, human, but it, it seems like they were almost beyond human. And uh, I'm here to talk a bit about how much of an impact Prince had and, you know, just how huge of a loss he was. If you don't know who Prince is, well, um, I'm here to talk about it. Uh, Prince um, is a household name from, if you've seen the movie, if you've seen the movie Purple Rain. Uh, you know, instantly I think of Purple Rain, but I also think of the time he was with the Muppets. I think of the time that he was uh, on the Super Bowl. Uh, one of the greatest performances in, in my mind, but... Uh, there's so much more to this, um, to him, and I kind of want to go over that. And the first thing I would like to talk about was his charity work. Now, he did this in secret because he was uh, a Jehovah's Witness. So, I'm just going to briefly go over this in respect to what he believed in. But I know that there were stories out there where he, uh, he worked with a lot of charities. Um, his friend was the public face of a lot of charities. Uh, Green for All. Pardon me there. Green for All. He also helped to create Yes We Code, which now has 15 major technology companies working with kids in the hood, getting them ready to have jobs in Silicon Valley. So, um, yeah, you know, he was humanitarian. He kind of wanted it to be, you know, he didn't want to be public about it, and I think that's so crazy to think about, that, you know, and it's commendable, and I would probably do the same thing if I was in his position, I wouldn't want to be public about it, I just want to do it, and that's just, you know, so cool about him, and uh, the next point going into what we're talking about is that he was a conservative, you know, Christian while he was a Jehovah's Witness, so, uh, that's, you know, kind of crazy to think about. You know, he's, he does all these sexual type of um, songs and that kind of deal. But he was it's about Christian. And I think it's just, you know, crazy to think about. And uh, I remember reading a story, I have it up here, from uh, not people, but just overall. Apparently, uh, Prince kept a swear jar at Paisley Park. And uh, he wasn't joking. Uh, 
I'm reading uh, here. Uh, literally, he would charge you between ten and three dollars per swear word, and he wasn't joking. You had to cash it in the bucket. Uh, said somebody who was in part of the congregation that he was in. Uh, I'm just going to paraphrase this from the, the article. The fact that one time I was carrying luggage, I bumped my knee, and as Jehovah's Witness, we're not supposed to swear. So when we don't, so we say we don't swear at people, but we swear at things. So he said, "Damn." And Prince said, what did you say? And I said, I said you spelled the word. He was like, Brother Jim, Brother Jim. So, you know, it's crazy to to think that, you know, this guy who was raunchy with his music and, uh, you know, a lot of people used for sex. I'll just say it right out. And to think that he was just a conservative Christian is just kind of mind-boggling. So, you know, he, he was a charitable person, didn't really want to say anything. He was a very religious man, which I, I commend him for. Uh, next, I want to talk about some of the um, the music barriers he broke through. When he was uh, 18, he came out with For You, uh, which I'm going to talk a little bit more a little bit later in the program here. But what's crazy to think is a little bit later on, he uh, he found out he had no rights to any of his music. So he wrote, literally put the word slave on his cheek. And I can remember, I think I remember it, but it might have been before my time a little bit, but I do remember hearing about it. And now that I'm you know, older and can appreciate it, it's kind of crazy that you know he would go ahead and do that because you know he was pushing for his own rights. Uh, the, uh, 1990s, okay, I'm going to kind of look here. Uh, 93, he changed to his stage name, which was the symbol, love symbol. And he began to, you know, release albums away from his contractual obligations. So, I, he for a while was the artist formerly known as Prince. So he had, you know, broke away from that contract and just made music to make music. And, you know, that's a lot of these indie artists are doing that now. And, you know, he was such a breakthrough with that. So I, I wanted to talk about that. And not only, you know, that, but he was a very skilled musician. Um, with the For You album notes, uh, which I'm picking up tomorrow as I'm recording this, uh, For You is getting re-released on vinyl. And after I'd heard this, I mean, I had Purple Rain on vinyl, which is one of my absolute favorite albums of all time that I own. I knew I just wanted to pick it up. So that's coming out tomorrow. I've, I mean, I've heard it, but I really cannot wait to hear it because, you know, I feel like, I owe it to him to hear it the way, you know, it was meant to be heard. So, uh, apparently, Prince arranged, produced, and composed all 27 instruments on the recording. All by himself. Except for maybe one song, Soft and Wet. But, it's crazy to think, at 18, he played 27 instruments on this recording. That is so commendable and so beyond thought that, you know, it's it's hard to wrap my head around that, you know, and I, I play guitar every once in a while, and I appreciate music, but 27 instruments, that's that's beyond insane, and, you know, I, I watched some of his, um, I watched some of his older performances before he needed the, he said he, said he needed a hip replacement, and he didn't believe in blood transfusion, so that's why he didn't get it, but, you know, to watch how he performed, and how he electrified, and electrified the stage, and even afterwards, when he was just on the piano and everything, it's... He had something otherworldly about him when he played. You tell, you could tell he had passion about it. You could, you could tell, honestly tell 
they put a lot of care and effort into what he'd done. He um, released over 20-some-odd music uh, albums, including uh, the Batman soundtrack. Uh, let me just go here. I'm going to pull up some of his day music here, just because it's so much to think about. He released For You, uh, Prince, Dirty Mind, Controversy, 1999, Purple Rain, which made him a household name. And if you have not seen Purple Rain, shame on you. Uh, I do say watch it on TV because it's um, not exactly a family film. He doesn't swear in it at all. But it's um, it's not exactly the... Um, <laughs> uh, it's not exactly the uh, family romp that you want to see. Um, he plays the kid and... Uh, he also has uh, more stay in the time in there, and I'm going to go into that in a minute here, pardon me. But he also, Around the World in a Day, Parade, Sign of the Times, which I hear is one of his best. Uh, I'm going to definitely probably pick that one up here next. Uh, Love Sexy, Batman, Graffiti Bridge, Diamonds and Pearls, uh, when he changed to the love symbol. Come, The Black Album, The Gold Experience, Chaos and Order, Emancipation, Crystal Ball, The Truth, The Vault, Old Friends for Sale, Rave... Onto the Joy Fantastic, The Rainbow Children, One Night Alone, Expectation, News, Musicology, The Chocolate Invasion, The Slaughterhouse, 3121, Planet Earth, Locust Flowers slash MPL Sound, which was a three CD set, uh, 2010, Electrum, Tongue Twister, uh, Artificial Age, Hit and Run Phase 1, and Hit and Run Phase 2. Now, uh, he. Um, did a lot with the revolution. Uh, then there was New Power Generation, and Third Eye Girl was another backup band that he'd done. So he has released so much, and according to what they found in uh, in Paisley Park, there are so many um, other albums that uh, and other songs, thousands of songs, from what I hear that were never released, including some music videos. So we're going to hear a lot more from Prince now as, you know, the, the estate gets settled and, you know, he's already, you know, been through, you know, they had the ceremony this past weekend and he's been cremated and they're not going to tell uh, where his remains are and I don't think they should, absolutely should. That's very private. They should absolutely just keep that a secret. And, um, yeah, so... Uh, another thing I wanted to talk about was uh, some of the songs that he wrote for other people. So not only was he writing songs for himself, but he wrote uh, songs for other people and, you know, it launched a lot of careers. Uh, he wrote Nothing Compares to You by Sinead O'Connor. Uh, he wrote Manic Monday by The Bengals. When You Are Mine by Cindy Lauper. How Come You Don't Call Me Anymore by Alicia Keys. Jungle Love by More Stay in the Time. And... He also wrote uh, the entire, since he wrote the entire score, wrote all the songs for Purple Rain. It, it features more Stay in the Time as the rival band to um, him, the kid, the, the character of the kid that he plays with uh, the revolution. But he wrote a lot of songs for Morris Day because they were friends. So I think that's just kind of cool that, you know, they were tight-knit like that. So he would write songs for them and they would, you know, collaborate. I think that's just so cool. So he wrote Jungle Love by the More Stay in the Time. Uh, Stand Back by Stevie Nicks, I Feel For You by Chaka Khan, The Glamorous Life by Sheila E., Round and Round by Tevin Campbell, Pray by MC Hammer, and I believe he wrote Love Song by Madonna, but I believe he was on there as well. 
So you can kind of just see to the extent of how much of an influence he has on music today. And he pretty much owns the color purple. I'm, I, I am guaranteed to think every time I see purple from now on, for the rest of my life, I will always think of Prince. So going into that, he pretty much not only was a music icon, but he was a racial, sexual, and fashion icon. He was always, you know, kind of pushing things and, you know, being a very short, 5'2", you know, pale-skinned black man, he wrote music that anybody can like, and I never saw him as a black man. I never saw him as anything other than, you know, being a music, a person, a musician, a pure musician who just made some really awesome music. And, you know, I think that needs to be talked about, that he pushed that barrier. Uh, his, you know, pushing the, the sexual fluidity of things, because, let's be honest, as humans, we are very sexual creatures, and he wrote about that. And, you know, it's crazy, and like I said earlier, it's crazy to think that he was um, such a devout Christian with being a Jehovah's Witness, and yet he wrote these very sexual love-making songs, and you know, it's, it's something about the human condition, the way we are, that he wrote about it and just the way he moved and, you know, the way you would think about things is just kind of crazy. And, of course, I want to talk about him being a fashion icon. Not only does he own the color purple, but, you know, he's had so many looks over the years off and on. And there was one time, I believe it was a trench coat and a uh, bikini bottoms that he wore and he had opened for the Rolling Stones. And he was actually booed off the stage, which is absolutely crazy to think. Now that, you know, he's selling out shows. And he played the Norva here. And he played before I was even here where I live now. And uh, before I even got into big into music. And just to think he played such a small venue. And played it like it was a... I hear stories that he played it like it was just this huge venue. It's just kind of crazy to think. So... Uh, not only that, um, one of the last things I want to talk about is just how little he showed of himself. Uh, I I remember going in when I was doing research for this, because I know Prince, but I don't know absolutely everything, and I wanted to try and do as much justice as possible, you know, kind of go back. And I knew most of his music, but I just didn't know just how broad of a scope, you know, he he had on everything. So that's kind of where the research came in. And, you know, I was digging, and he did not show that much of himself. He seemed like a very introverted kind of guy, and from people who knew him, that was not the case. I just believe he didn't want to be that much in the public eye. From other stories that I've read, he when he threw parties at uh, Paisley Park, anybody can be invited, and it wasn't just like a whole celebrity deal, you know, with the secret list or anything. He was just, that's just the way he was. So I think it's, you know, kind of, I think we should talk about that because not only that, he also went into interviews, very little interviews. And I remember when he won Best Score, watching the video for that, his acceptance speech was maybe about a minute long. So, yeah, it's there's a lot to be said. I probably could sit here for easily an hour. It's been pretty much almost 20, 20 minutes that I've been sitting here talking and you know, I would love to have DJ Lil Wolf HD in here to kind of talk things over, too. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to come in here and, you know, sit and talk about someone we, a true icon we've lost. And not only dedicate this album, this episode to Prince, but to all of those, um, all those celebrities who have passed since the last time here. And 2016 is just, to be honest, just completely sucked. 
uh, I'll be completely honest. It's just it fucking sucks because to be a fan of anything, and you know, we're getting to that age where the newer i the newer not icons, but the newer people are ushering in from the the old, and it's just we're I feel like we're losing them too quick. To be completely honest, um, so uh, as always, uh, I'm the pirate novelist, and uh, when the waters get rough, just keep on sailing. And for Prince Rogers Nelson, may you rest in peace.